Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to the hype 87.3. That's right. It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live right here on the hype 87.3. And as I told you guys a few minutes ago when I came on, we do have a very special guest checking in tonight. Goes by the name of Dawn Tracy. What's going on with you? How you doing, family? How we doing? We living. We living. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? There could be a worse alternative. We living. <laughs> uh, I promise you. <laughs> Facts, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking some time tonight. I know you a busy young man. You got a lot going on. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you, you know, taking some time to be with us on the show tonight. Yes, I appreciate you guys for having me. That's uh, your blessing. Absolutely. My pleasure. So, you know, you're you checking in from San Antonio, but give us that official introduction. It's John Tracy. Yes, I am an artist from San Antonio. Uh, I do a lot of traveling. You know, I used to be in the military, so I try to move around a lot. But San Antonio is my home as of now. Uh, you know, we've been doing music for a little while, but we've been really locked in for about the last two years going crazy. Okay, that's what's up, man. Well, listen, um, I always like to start out with kind of taking it back because I want people to understand your journey. You've done a lot. You said you was in the military. You have a music career. Um, you have other things going on. So, But before we dive into all of that, let's take it back in time, right? When you was a child, childhood, what were you like, you know, before the age of 10? I was a hard head, double head. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my tea lady, my tea lady, that's my mom. That's what we call our mothers out here in Texas. We call them our tea lady. Yeah. She, uh, she used to do a lot of singing growing up. And uh, I used to always sneak out my room and listen to her singing, making her little demos when I was supposed to be in bed. So that kind of inspired my music journey. But uh, she always said I was impulsive. She said I'd jump in the pool of water before I see if there's water in it. So. <laughs> You know, I've been a, I've been a fast living guy for a long time. <laughs> sounds sounds like though you you a mama's boy. I love that. You know what I'm saying? You was you oh was, yeah oh yeah. I, oh, listen, yeah. I, what I know, I'm a boy mom, and what I know is every boy or young man's first love is their mother. That's a fact. That's exactly what my mama told me. She said, "Uh, a mother's last love is her son, and a son's first love is his mother." Absolutely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So shout out to her. She had that singing voice, so it sounds like she definitely played a part in you falling in love and having a passion for music. Thanks. Were you into other things as a child, though? Like you know, playing sports. Was it video games? What was like you know maybe some of your hobbies? Yeah, I played sports. Uh, I played basketball. Tried a little football, but after getting hit. Uh, too many times I was cool on the football, so I just <laughs> stayed with the basketball after that. I know that's yeah, right. Very athletic. Definitely. How many years did you play basketball? I played basketball from seventh grade to about eleventh grade. Uh, then I kind of started getting real serious into the music. Um, I had a child when I was in high school, so unfortunately that derailed a little bit. Yeah. Had to get into the Army. I did that for about five years, but I was receiving a lot of good feedback from my music because I always did music. I got deployed to Iraq. We built our own studio. We actually had uh, Ja Rule come out there while I was deployed one oh, time. Dope. I got to open up for him out there in Iraq. So that was dope. a nice experience, too. Absolutely. That's one of the uh, very rememberable moments. That's a highlight moment for you. And it probably was a big oh, motivational yeah, sure. moment for you as well. It definitely was. It inspired me to get out the military and focus on chasing, chasing my dream a little bit more seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about, uh, you said you had a child in high school. Do you have a son or daughter? 
had a daughter. That listen, children are the biggest blessing ever. I have my son literally right after high school, so I understand them. You know, being a young parent, it, it can be difficult. Um, majority of the time, it's unexpected, but we always make a way, right? That's a fact. How did fatherhood change your life at such a young age? It definitely slowed me down. As I said, I was a little hard-headed, a little fast-paced living. But it, so it, it slowed me down uh, tremendously. It made me start focusing about my future and not just living day-to-day, actually starting to come up with a plan to have security for myself and for my child. In case she ever falls on hard times, you know, she got to know that daddy got us no matter what she's going through. Man, that is absolute facts. Have you had more children since then? I definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about five deep right now, but I'm done. I'm okay. Done. That, listen, that is beautiful. That's your legacy right there. Oh, no, for sure. That is your absolute legacy. So you uh, joined the military. You said the Army, to be exact. Did you join right out of high school? I did. I had a couple of legal issues going on that I had to take care of initially on my first exit of high school. But probably about eight to nine months after that was complete, I went straight in. I joined in 2009 uh, in the heart of 9-11 uh, when everything was still going on. Uh, once we got out, I was deployed to Iraq for 10 months, came home, thankfully with all my body parts intact. Mind a little crazy still, but hey, we're going to make it work. No, absolutely. Music is a therapy for you. That's a fact. Music is definitely a therapy. So um, do you feel like going into the military fairly soon after school was a good choice versus waiting a couple years and then going? I definitely do. I feel like a lot of young men uh, in my community and my generation, we lack a little bit of discipline, a little bit of guidance. And the military uh, helped me center myself, focus my mind. It uh, it challenged me and made me see myself in a different light. It definitely brought me to a better level for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk slightly about you being in the military and then we'll jump into the music side. So you said you were deployed to Iraq. You said you were there for 10 months? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What was that experience like, you know, being over there in the midst of all the craziness that goes on in the world? I mean, it was an eye-opener, you know, um, Everything on the news isn't always what they try to uh, make it seem. So getting out there and seeing it for myself, it definitely was a lot of danger, a lot of uh, life-threatening moments that happened. But I also saw a culture of people who weren't so materialistic, and there was actual brotherhood, there was actual community, and people being there for one another. And they barely had anything, but the camaraderie and and the brotherhood that they have out there is unmatched. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the media always exaggerates stuff. (laughs) It's like they bring us the news that we need to know, but oftentimes they exaggerate it. And like you said, you need to uh, go and see things firsthand for yourself. Yeah. It was, it was a a good experience. A dangerous one. Yeah. A good experience. Listen, I, like you said, I'm glad you came back all your limbs, you know, you got your life, you know, I know a lot of soldiers, you know, come back with some PTSD, but that's when you find something therapeutic and it sounds like music is that for you. Oh yeah. Music has always been with me since forever. And even when I didn't realize how important it was to me going through life, going through struggles, I always uh, leaned on my music to express myself. And I'm not really, someone who likes to talk to people and expose all my situations. So music was like 
my therapist yeah. to myself. Absolutely. What was that experience like opening up for Ja Rule? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's a cool guy. His, uh, his wife came. His bodyguard was there. He came out to our studio, listened to some music, loved what he heard, let us open up. And uh, the reactions that I got from that show, you know, I got full bird colonels and generals coming up to me like, why are you in the Army? Why are you not out here pursuing the music? So that really inspired me at a young age to, like, take it for real and take the risk of getting out and trying to do it on my own. That is huge because oftentimes I be hearing stories about some of these, you know, people in the military, the higher ups, they don't, they're not nice to you like that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. That's a fact. So for them to come out their way and say, hey, you should do something else with yourself, it, it definitely stuck with me. Man, sure. facts. Absolutely. That was like a sign right there. If nothing else lets you know, that was a sign that, hey, I need to pursue my music career when I get out of the military. How long were you in the Army? I was in the army for four and a half years. Okay. Um, after I came back from Iraq, though, I was I was pretty much done. I was ready to get into another lane. Yeah. But I gave him a good four and a half years. Yeah. You still get listen. You gave him enough time to be able to to gain the benefits of being in the military once you get out. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether it be you know medical benefits, some disability, you know whatever it is, you know you're entitled to all that stuff as a veteran. Oh, yeah, definitely getting everything I can from my family. <laughs> I understand. My son was in the military as well, and um, same thing. Like, he's he's getting all them benefits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, definitely. So you said for um, over the last two years that you've been really taking music seriously. You've been doing it pretty much, you know, a, a lifetime. What was that transition two years ago to make you say, you know what, I really need to, to start stepping it up and taking it seriously? I took a break from music probably about five years ago and um we were doing pretty good had a lot of traction unfortunately the uh people i was dealing with we kind of had a falling out over some petty stuff bad communication and it kind of hit me hard because we actually were starting to create a nice buzz in my city and starting to get recognition and we kind of fell out over personal reasons and so that kind of just took a lot out of me because i had invested a lot so i took a break for a couple of years, just I work in the oil field, so I just been working. But uh, every time I would be out, I would see people who would recognize me from the music I used to do, and they would always be like, "Man, I love your music. Why are you not doing music?" So it was actually my so-called fan base that inspired me to get back into it because I just kept having situations where I'm running across people who recognized me from the music and the shows and things like that. Yeah. So was... it, it put the fire back in me to get back to it. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. The people going to let you know, yeah, they're going to definitely let you know those, those genuine, your core fan base, they're going to let you know, Hey, we're missing your music. Where are you at? What you got going on? <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. So I know you were born in St. Louis. Um, how long did you reside there? Uh, not long. My family's military. My mother used to be in the Air Force. Mm. My father was in is, uh, just retired from the Navy 23 years. So I probably lived in St. Louis till I was about three or four years old. We moved to Cali, uh, a couple places around there, moved to South Carolina. My dad got deployed to Iraq, and then we found our way to Texas while he was over there. And then when he came back, we've just been here, been in San Antonio ever since. That is dope. What, how do you like it out there in San Antonio? I like San Antonio. It's definitely a good place to raise children, have a family. Uh, the, the cost of living is very nice. You get a lot of bang for your buck when you buy stuff out here. Um, 
the uh, the music scene is developing. You know, it's not a, it's not like a Houston or a Dallas quite yet, but it has a lot of potential. There's a lot of money, a lot of investors there. So I really like the city. You know, I just um, I just can't wait for us to actually get that spotlight because it's a lot of talent in San Antonio that kind of gets overlooked because we got bigger cities around us like like Houston and Austin and Dallas that's really setting setting the wave right now. Yeah, most definitely. So what are some of the things that Don Tracy can do to kind of change that narrative and, and put some spotlight on San Antonio for the independent scene? I know one thing for sure that I feel I stand out in is I'm a very uh, passionate artist. I engage with my crowd. I engage with my fans. I respond to people. You know, I don't have a, a celebrity bougie attitude at all. You know, I'm very humble. And I feel like my music actually speaks to the person who's listening to it. You know, I try not to make a certain type of song. I really rap how I feel. And it's not all street music. You know, I've been through a lot of things in life. I rap about love. I rap about heartbreak. I rap about success and failure, you know, because life has all these things in it. And my music tries to resemble all aspects of life, not just the good or not just the bad. Yeah. So you have music that everybody can resonate with. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is dope. I heard you say that you engage, you know, with your supporters and your fans and, you know, people that follow you on social media. How important do you feel like as an artist on the rise to do stuff like that? Oh, it's very important, especially nowadays. You know, um, it used to when I grew up, it used to be a a lot about talent. And that was an inspiration to me because I've always heard I was talented. So I'm like, okay, somebody's going to hear me. Somebody's going to see me. And this new generation of music, how things change. You know, engaging, having a fan base, having a core following is very important, you know, especially with the way the labels want to do things now. So having that engagement where people actually are engaging on your posts, sharing, commenting, coming out to the shows, actually buying merchandise, you know, I I see a big difference because they feel like we're friends. And I wouldn't say we're not friends, but, you know, there's a relationship there. I speak with them. I buy shots with people. You know, I, I really tap in and make sure I'm face-to-face, hand-to-hand with a lot of people that come out and support me. I love very it. Very important. Very, very important. Let me ask you this. If social media did not exist, do you think you'd still pursue your music career? Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was doing it before social media. I honestly feel like social media has made it a little harder for artists like me because, like I say, I am more introverted. So I'm, I'm, I've been learning over the last two years how to be more social on these media platforms. Yes. So, um, but I definitely think I would still be for sure doing music without it. Yeah, I love that. I love that because I feel like a lot of these like young, young artists that are just coming out, they rely too much on social media. And it's like, that's a good tool, but it don't need to be the only tool. So I love the fact that you're getting out doing shows, you're doing stuff like this, you're doing media interviews. All that stuff is important as an artist. Yeah, for sure. Over the last two years that you've been doing music, how would you say that you've really like changed as an artist or leveled up as an artist? I would say my main thing that I learned from the break that I took, it actually helped me develop my sound. It, uh, it also made me realize that I need to put more on myself as an artist and not have so much of a network of individuals working together, too many minds, too many personalities. So it definitely disciplined my work ethic and made me really lock into the studio, lock into my sound. Um, As again, I said, I don't really, I stopped trying to make a certain type of song. And now I literally just go in when I hear a beat that really talks to me, me and that beat's going to go crazy with each other. I'm not really intentionally like, I'm going to make a dance song or I'm going (sighs) to make this type of song. 
whatever I feel is what I'm gonna make. Got you. Understood. So are you open to doing uh, other genres of music or collabing with other artists from different genres? Most definitely. You know, I do like to do my research to make sure that the artists I'm dealing with are serious as they, with their craft as I am. Yes. You know, if we come up with a great song, I want to make sure that we're both pushing it. We're going to try to go through with the video, with the radio interviews, with shows. So, yeah, I do focus a lot more time on myself right now as an upcoming artist so that I can get a name and stamp myself. But I'm always open. I do have a couple songs with different artists in Texas that we've been holding on to. As the buzz grows, we're going to be releasing a little bit of collaborations here and there. Absolutely. What you said is so key. You have to make sure that the artist that you collab with is going to push it just as hard as you because otherwise it don't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't does not make any sense. So that's good that you're doing your homework. And that, that comes with anybody you work with. You got to do your little bit of homework to make sure that they're on the up and up because there's a lot of scammers out here. <laughs> Man, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's been one of the biggest, like, you know, weird encounters or obstacles that you've had to overcome throughout your music career? Um, kind of in the area of what we're talking about, uh, getting away from the scam, uh, learning how to pay the right people to actually get you in the door get you on that stage you know i've had incidents over the years where i've sent money to people and then showed up to the show and my name's not on the list oh so, my god you know, just going through the struggles struggles of, of being an upcoming artist and t- people taking you serious and not just trying to take your money um that's that's been the biggest struggle on the other side um finding good shows um you know a lot of shows might look a certain way on social media but then when you pull up, you know, the crowd participation or the actual attendees of the crowd, you know, it might not be as good as you may have thought. So just learning to get with good promoters, paying the right DJs and the right hosts of the people that throw on events, you know, just learning that market in general, making the right connection. Absolutely. absolutely. I love it, though. It's been a challenge, but I definitely love it. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, with being that you've been in situations where you may have got scammed or these events weren't what they always are cracked up to be, how do you stay motivated through that? I really like my music. You know, I actually believe in what I got going on. So regardless if it's two people or 200 people, I'm going to still get on that stage and do what I do. You know, as soon as that mic hit my hand, it's like a different energy takes over me. I might be frustrated before, but once I get on that stage, I'm going to do my thing. And, you know, those two fans that's there, they leave it with me, for sure. Absolutely. That's what I tell artists. I'm like, you know, you have to always find and pull out the good in every situation because if not for nothing, it was good stage practice, you know, because you got to do that as an artist. Yeah, so it's like... You know, it's a little frustrating. You pull up and there's nobody there like they, they were promoting it to be. But at the same time, at least you had the chance to get on that stage and perform because that's that's something that, you know, some people it may come naturally for. But I think that every artist needs to really build and work on that stage presence. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So with your music, do you write everything or are you more of a freestyle punching kind of guy? Like, how does your music come together? It's a mixture of both. You know, again, with my new uh, found fire in this music industry, I've uh, I kind of dibble and dabble in both. I'm really strong on feeling the energy of the music, letting the beat speak to me. You know, some beats I might hear, and I instantly just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in. But then some, like more when I get into my personal records, my pain, my heartfelt records, I tend to write those out and, like, really get detailed about the things I'm feeling and how I'm going through it. Yeah. Does writing help you kind of on a mental level, like some mental therapy? 
it does. It does. You know, um, all my expressions in music help me, but the writing, it, it really helps me uh, dive into my emotions and really get descriptive of how I'm feeling. You know, on the beats where I'm kind of freestyling, I'm kind of just going off instinct and what the beat's telling me. Yeah. But uh, when I write, I'm really sitting down with myself. I'm really trying to clear my mind and make sure I get my point across very clearly. Absolutely. You can really pour your emotions into it because you can think about what you're putting in the record. For sure. Most definitely. Um, out of all the records that you have released over the years, which one is your most personal to you? Which one means the most? I have a record called Love Pain that I released last year around June. Got about 45,000 streams wow. on Spotify right now. And that one is my most intimate record. I was going through a divorce at the time when I wrote it. And so it kind of talks about the mistakes I made in the relationship. It's kind of like an apology yeah. and an explanation to my wife or my ex-wife on, on why things were so difficult. But it's a really great record for sure. It's called Love Pain? The ladies love it. Call up, yes, I'm going to have to check it. it out. Yeah, I was going to say that title alone sounds like it's a, a heartfelt type of record. And I'm sure the ladies will yeah, definitely yeah. love it. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure I go and check that out for sure. Um, let's let's talk more about, you know, some of the things that you're currently working on as an artist. Are you more in single mode or album mode? I'm in single mode. Okay. Single, 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 you know. I've always found it a little strange when upcoming artists that are still building their buzz, drop albums and things like that. Because I know people's attention spans, the <laughs> things they're not familiar with can be very short. Yes. So I'm focused on singles right now, uh, pushing at least a single for about two months to really get it in people's head before I drop another one. I just dropped the record that I sent you. I just released on February 9th. We dropped the video February 10th. I'm booked for South by Southwest March 16th and mm. March 15th. So, we're doing a lot of promoting and marketing for that record. But I got a few of them lined up. We got a whole place already ready for the year. Yeah, that's dope. I agree with you. I feel like until an artist builds up a fairly decent core fan base, they should focus on singles because otherwise it's like if you put 10, 15 songs out and you only get, you know, 100 people listening to it, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like a whole body of work. You want thousands of people listening to it. <laughs> right. And from my experience, when I used to drop a lot of tapes, you know, you might have great songs on there, but just due to the fact that you being so new, people aren't giving you that full attention where they're going to listen to all 10 songs. So Absolutely. The singles kind of be the way to go where I can actually get you to focus on this one record. Absolutely. And it's a little bit more budget friendly to push a single versus an entire album. Oh, yeah. Especially if you want to do content videos, like right. if you're doing it the right way or you're putting money behind each single for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, paying an engineer, if, if an artist isn't doing themselves, they got to pay an engineer to mix and master 10, 15 records versus just one at a time. Like, you know, that can certainly help as well. Oh, yeah. um, do you oh, yeah, oh, yeah. do you have a setup at your house where you record yourself or are you always going into a studio? I'm always going to a studio. I have a, a studio in San Antonio called Bandit Studios. They're very credible. A lot of big artists come out there. They just had Mexican OT out there. They had Peso Peso. D-Baby came through. So they're very credible studio in San Antonio, and they're really supporting me. So I, I get a lot of discounts. I get a lot of good pricing on my studio time. They support my shows. So it's a real, it's a real family vibe at the studio I deal with. I love it. Who is your personal engineer that you work with? His name is uh, Dino, Dino De Niro. He's on Instagram. Um, 
I actually just met him this uh, kind of around last year when I was dropping my last single yeah. with an artist I collab with named Danny O.D. He put me in contact with him. Sold in my music and they invited me out and just gave me a nice red carpet treatment and we've been locked in ever since. Man, that is dope. I know that it can be difficult as an artist to find an engineer that's going to really perfect your sound the way you want it. Oh yeah, I've, I've definitely ran through a few. <laughs> you know, we started in the home studios, started in the in you know people's rooms and closets. But as my uh, craft grew, my investments on getting better quality studio time grew, and as my music kind of spread, opportunities started to come my way where people are are asking me to come and do a song and come to their studio. And yeah, Dino has definitely since the first day he instantly like knew my sound. He had all the plugins. Like he had me impressed with the way I was sounding. And I've been doing music for a while. So we locked in from day one. That is dope. That is dope. Shout out to him for sure. Getting your sound all the way together. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How has your sound evolved over the years? Um, I feel like it's more, it's definitely more developed. A lot of my old music, you know, I'm, I'm trying different things. You know, I'm, I'm doing different ad libs at doing different dubs, trying different melodies, you know, because I, I kind of sing and rap on certain records. It just depends. But I noticed that now I feel like I've perfected how I want to sound when I attack a record, and it's not so much an experiment. It's more like precise and, and locked in. Do you have a signature ad lib? I do not have a signature <laughs> ad lib as of now. Right now, I just make sure I, 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 I put my name out there that's one thing I've noticed that I do a lot. I always introduce myself on the record in the background. Oh. Um, but again, certain records, I do have like a melody that I tend to do on a lot of my records that I, I feel like it's catching on with a lot of people. But I wouldn't say I have a specific ad lib quite yet. Okay, okay. But that's good. You still, like you said, you're putting your name in, you know, like letting people know who it is and stuff like that. So you are kind of developing like a signature for yourself within your music that people are going to recognize when they tune in and hear your, your music. Yes, ma'am, for sure. For the record that we're going to check out in just a few minutes, um, it's called Pop Star. Is there a visual yet for it? Yes, we just released a video. It's on uh, uh, getting promoted all over my Instagram. It's also on my YouTube channel at Don Tracy on YouTube. Um, I just released it maybe uh, on the tip. So it's out. We're still working on the numbers. I've been dealing with a lot of... Uh, different companies that are going to help me push it. A lot of people are focused on South by Southwest right now. So I'm locking in with a lot of different venues and still be having a video release performance while I'm out there. They're going to show my video, play my record, do some interviews. Yeah, definitely. Is this your first year at South by Southwest or have you been in the previous years? I've been before, but it was about a few years ago when I had my initial group and uh, label going together. I haven't been since then. So I'm excited to go out there and show the new music be out there as my own artist, promote myself. There you go. There you go. Are you blessing some stages while you're there? Yes, I have a stage that I'm blessing. It's a podcast from Houston called Teddy Tuesdays. Okay. I'll be performing on their stage on March 16th. I'm also tapped in with DJ Holiday. He's having a, a stage on the 16th also. And I have one more that I'm still waiting on confirmation on the 14th with a Texas bread TV. And they're also coming out of Houston. That is dope, man. South by Southwest, um, presents a lot, lot of opportunities, not just for artists in Texas, but artists literally probably from around the world fly in to come to that event. What are some of the things that you're doing as an artist 
to get prepped for that? Are you going to have, you know, merch or maybe flyers that you're passing out? What are you doing to prep for such a big crowd of people that you're going to be amongst? Yeah, so I do have flyers. We're working on some merch. Um, I'm working on getting some hats made uh, right now. Also doing a lot of interviews, uh, tapping in with a lot of my fans, getting them lined out. I actually got people that's going to ride with me to make sure that they make it. Like, I'm very hands-on with anything I got going on. Um, I haven't solidified the merch yet, but it's definitely in the work in progress. But we do have flyers, going to have the QR codes to all my links, to all my social media platforms, everything. That's dope. That's dope. We'll definitely go out there and turn it up. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing that you do. <laughs> I, I know that you said you work in the um, – absolutely. I know you said you work in the oil field. Is – Music something at some point in time you desire to do full time or do you still want to keep working the job? No, you know, right now I'm funding the dream until the dream can fund itself. Mm. You know, so we working on my days off. I, I tend to work about thirty to forty five days straight. We do seven days a week, twelve hour shifts. It's really good money. So it allows me to really lock in on my finances and then on my days off it creates the budget so that I can market and promote like I need to and move around. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you have a family to take care of. You have kids. You know, it's bigger than you. You have a legacy to take care of. For sure. Love that. Are your are your children big fans of your music? Oh yeah, I, I got two. Their friends are. <laughs> I just when I shot the video, my sons are actually in my video. Okay. They got um, they got little mask on, so people can't really tell who they are. But yeah, those are my children inside my video. I try to keep it very organic, very family oriented. A lot of their friends at their school hear my music. They're always asking when I'm going to do a show that they can come to. Unfortunately, a lot of my shows are 18, 21 and up type venues. Yeah. So I haven't been able to satisfy the younger crowd yet. But, yeah, I really have a strong following in the uh, in, in that age bracket for sure. That's a great audience to capture, the youngins, because they're always on social media and TikTok and Instagram. And they, like you said, they telling oh, yeah. their, man, my dad is an artist. They probably bragging at school about you. I love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's when I pull up to pick them up and all the kids <laughs> run into my car like, hey, John Tracy, John Tracy. <laughs> that is it's so funny. dope. Do any of your kids uh, desire or are they interested in becoming a music artist? Um, I don't believe so. They do have my hustler spirit. My son actually has his own clothing line. It's called Cool Look. Dope. He does, like, shirts for his football team. He does shirts for uh, baby showers, things of that nature. Um, my daughter, she's an artist. She's only nine and she loves to draw. Like she spends all her day on tablet and on YouTube watching drawing videos and drawing pictures. Wow. And then my other son, he's an athlete. He's actually got some scholarships on the table right now. He's getting ready to graduate this year. So he'll be going off to college here shortly. Amazing. How does that make you feel that you got your baby boys about to go to college? It feels good. You know, a lot of things in life have, have been hard, but one thing I can say is I'm a very good father and seeing my children progress and get ready to step into life and feel confident about what they're doing makes me feel good. Like I'm doing my job throughout all the struggles that I have to go through to make it happen. Absolutely. And you know, because you are such a good father and you're such hands on with each of your children, God's going to continue to bless you. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I definitely believe that. It's all about the energy you put out. It's all about that, you know. So I definitely invest a lot of time into my children, building their confidence, making sure that they feel prepared for what life is going to throw at them. 
I love it. Which music video um, is it? The most recent one uh, for Pop Star that you said that they're in? Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna check it out tonight. I'm gonna check it out tonight. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> for sure, yeah, you're gonna like that. You're gonna like that. Yeah, that is so dope. And anybody that may hear this now or later, I always encourage you go check out his YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. These artists they depend on those watch hours and them subscribers to be able to monetize their YouTube. So I'm gonna make sure I subscribe. Is it listed under Don Tracy? It's listed under Don Tracy. Yes, ma'am. I actually can send you the links if you'd like it, but it's definitely listed under Don Tracy on YouTube. Pop star. That's a bet, man. I'll definitely check it out. Now, I know you you have South by Southwest coming up next month. What else do you have in the works? Is there other things that we can be on the lookout for in the coming months? I'm going to have another record. I'm going to be dropping here in about another two or three weeks. We're actually going to do an extended version of pop star because i did have a collab with danny og mm-hmm. on that record we just put out the single version first i'm gonna release the extended version with the extended video included and then after that we're dropping a record called city on fire um on outside of dropping music i am working on touching different markets i've been contacting people in florida a couple people in uh the new york area i'm really big on trying to travel and get my music out have you been out here to atlanta yet I haven't done any shows in Atlanta, but I used to live in Columbus, Georgia when oh, I was yeah. stationed at Fort Benning. So uh, I used to go to Atlanta all the time. But uh, yeah, I definitely also want to tap into that Atlanta market for sure. That is dope. My son actually did his basic training in Fort Benning. So I'm f- definitely familiar with that oh, military. Yeah. yeah, my son was in the Army as well. So that that is dope. That is really, really dope. Um, do you? What about your kids? Any you think they might follow that path of military? Because you said you, both your parents were in the military. Uh, my son, we're initially talking about it. My son is going to college here shortly. He's talking about he wants to be an FBI agent. So I think that my military experience kind of influenced him to go that route. But he's very smart. He's very uh, computer savvy. So I would rather him use his uh, influence and mental capacity to do something better than joining the service. Yes. But I do respect his his thought process on wanting to join and serve and get that discipline and that structure in his life. Absolutely, man. Being an FBI agent, that would be like top. That would be so dope. I, I don't know why I've, I've always, I think most women were infatuated with true crime type stuff. Like I watch all the homicide <laughs> shows. <laughs> I think like I binge watch that stuff. And I always say like my other calling in life is to be like a homicide detector or an FBI agent. So I think that would be such a cool job to, to really like solve crimes and stuff. Right. Yes. I'm excited for him. I hope he, hope he figures it out. We're still trying to figure out the requirements. The FBI is very different. You know, they don't really have a strict layout of the degrees you need. They kind of want well-rounded people that are good at problem solving. So he's, he's uh, figuring out that course right now. That is amazing. Well, shout out to him, you know, out here being a productive young man. I love it. For sure. Love him. Definitely. So we're going to go ahead and get into this record. Um, before we do, a couple things we always do. We got to give out your social media and shout outs. But is there anything else that you have in the works or coming up that you want to make sure that our listeners are in tune with? Just really please, you guys come to my social media, Don Tracy two times on Instagram, Don Tracy two times on uh, Facebook and TikTok. Go to my YouTube, subscribe, let's run these numbers up, you know, and yeah, just look forward to everything I got going on. I try to post multiple times a day. I show my real life 
So you're not just going to see music on there. You're going to see me working on trucks. You're going to see me at work. You know, I really try to engage and let people see what's really going on. And we're not putting on no facade. Everything is real. Absolutely. And I also wanted to commend you for actually promoting the fact that you had an interview. It baffles my mind how many artists will pay for interviews, not just with me, but with other people. And they don't, they never even promote it. I'm like, that's weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, who are these people? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a learning curve. A lot of us artists have to get hip to, you know, being, being more social on these, on these platforms. And I got a lot of engagement when I was posting my interview too so that it definitely helped out for sure absolutely i love it well i definitely salute you you doing everything right on every aspect on the personal side of your life you know being a father you know being a, a businessman and then of course on the music side it sounds like you've got everything lined up to take yourself to that next level that you want to go to i appreciate it definitely i appreciate all the feedback the good and the bad it's all it's all welcome Definitely, definitely. Um, who do you want to shout out to? Who's who's loving on you that you want to make sure you love on them back? And shout out to my mama for so you know she actually just got a children's book that she just got published. It's actually inspired by my daughter. Her name's Tracy Mass. You'll see me promoting her book on my social media also. Love it. And uh, shout out to the to the women who who love me and have inspired some of the music that I've created for sure. <laughs> And shout out to yourself for being so dope. Oh, yeah, definitely shout out to my children, my son. You know, everything around me is very supportive, and I appreciate all the support. Shout out to my fans that I've been uh, mingling with that's come out to my shows out in San Antonio, a few of them that's locked in, that's traveling with me to South by Southwest. I just appreciate everybody and everything that's going on right now. Man, that is love. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking some time. I know you out there working right now. So thank you for, you know, giving us some time tonight here on the show to, you know, get to know you a little bit better. But we're going to go ahead and check out this record. It's called Pop Star. Who produced it? Uh, his name was produced by Silo. He's a guy from, I want to say he's from Ireland or Greenland. He's out, he's out the country. Okay. So, yeah. I got him on. Uh, he has some a uh, profile on B Star. Um, we're locked in. He promotes everything for me with me. Um, he's an awesome producer. Doesn't speak that good of English, but hey, he knows what he's doing on the board for sure. I know that's right. A lot of these uh, producers that are in other countries, they love love hip hop, so they become great hip hop producers. Oh yeah, they're really into it. You know, they're really into the culture and they're really uh, dived into their craft for sure. I respect it. Man, that is facts. Well, again, I really appreciate you taking some time tonight. I'm going to make sure I go check out the video as soon as we're done. But we're about to go ahead and get into this record. Give us the official introduction for it. Hey, man, let's go. This is Don Tracy. It's my new single, Pop Star. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to The Hype 87.3. Yeah. I'm on feet, told my bitch cut all that pretty shit and fuck me like a freak. Gave a dick, fucked up her plans, cause she laid out, she sleep. Come around with all that tough shit, that's what's getting niggas beat, ayy. That's them chops we loaded, young nigga jumping out that cut and got that cut up blowing. Put a dumb nigga on a shirt, now he feel important. That's for real, Sharns, ayy. It ain't shit to get. 
get you gone But I'd rather be at my crib with my kids at my home I on big dog shit, you a pup, you out your zone I get your ass put up for playing around on my phone Like we kids, nigga Uh, 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 we ain't playing We got sticks and pants, jumping out that van Make me hit your man, no advance I just came with bands, she ain't trying to dance She trying to fuck, trying to eat this bitch right through my fucking pants No advance, I just came with bands Trying to dance, trying to fuck, trying to eat this bitch right through my fucking pants. They won't smoke whatever, they won't ever breathe again. Damn, Dino. Uh, bitch, I'm back, kick my feet up in this bitch. I got racks, I got packs. A lot of weed inside this bitch. Don't nobody make a move unless I speak inside this bitch. I get the looking at my dog, get the tweaking in this bitch. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I might bust your dome, I might get you gone. That's a fact. I like riding chrome, I might get some dome, then send her back. Niggas throwing stones, but we throwing shots, we send them back. You play with me, your mama cry, huh? She won't get your back.